Praise be Jesus Christ. Father, this is a Christmas. Please be seated. The 6th of January is a holiday. <clears throat> and the schedule is uh, the same as any other holiday at the monastery. We're still praying for Rhonda, especially today, and of course we're praying for uh, <coughs> Benedict the Sixteenth, who fell asleep in the Lord, and uh, his funeral will be this Thursday. More than likely, you can watch it on your computer. And on the eighth day, he was circumcised. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, circumcision for the Jews was part of the covenant. And I read in the Holy Books this morning at Matins that it was instituted by Abraham. Some people think it was instituted during the Mosaic Law by Moses, but said to the readings this morning it was done by Abraham. The uh, sacred parts of a man are uh, the source of life, especially for the biblical people, because they thought a child was conceived, and was a little baby was in the seed of a man, and he planted that in a lady. Uh, of course, we have different opinions now, we know different, but that affected our moral teaching, teaching for a long time. Um, our society has really little respect for men and women, both, and uh, they've turned the gift of human sexuality into a recreation. It is not. It's a sacred trust. And soon after that, they started almost worldwide abortions, which is a grave sin and survives the, excuse me, it threatens the human race, and it threatens families. So when I was marrying people, I would give them, the bishop told us to give them 
so many months of preparation. And uh, it's that they would learn the meaning of marriage and they would learn the sacredness of the responsibility and raising children. All this is sort of neglected today. And of course we have liberal theologians. It's hard to call them theologians that uh, do not follow the teaching of the church and the Bible. And they're very popular. The exception to the rules is more popular than keeping the covenant with God. First of all, you should respect yourself and your human sexuality. God creates you male and female, it says in Genesis. And that's what we still believe. I've never baptized an it. Seems like to me, they were either a boy or a girl. And I, I used to strip them down, face them to the east, and plunge them into the water three times. Like it should be done. I never caught any it's or whatever these things. And I've been a priest 54 years or so. I should have come across that, I guess. I guess I'm just naive. This, these lies are destroying our civilization. The other thing is it's hard to raise a family. It's expensive, and the government fools with the money all the time. Of course, none of them suffer because they don't have enough money, and they don't really respect life. So we have an immoral society, and it is not just agnostic, it's atheistic. And we forget that the founding fathers of our nation we're all Christians of one sort or another. And uh, they came to America and they based uh, their practices on the Judeo-Christian tradition. Of course, the Masons had a lot to do to destroy America and the world. So if you go to Washington, D.C., you have all these Masonic temples. I call them our government buildings. Everywhere you go, you see masons. Down in Freewater, there's a house there, an outbuilding they have. And they're, of course, promised prosperity to their members, which is not true. And they even say they believe in the Bible, which is not true. The more I look at the so-called Bible bangers, I found out that except for a few texts, they really do not know the scriptures. It takes deep prayer and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to know the scriptures. And the writings of the fathers. And so today we celebrate 
the feast of Basil the Great, the great father of the church and theologian. Now in the Eastern Church, I remember when I was in seminary, I went to theology and they called me a theologian. I was hardly a theologian, I was studying theology. So there are all sorts of controversial things we looked at that seemed to constitute theology for the seminary. But there were still many Orthodox priests in the seminary. There was a split in the church even in those days. But in the Eastern Church, the fathers say, theologian is the one that God speaks to. God speaks to him. Like John the theologian that wrote John's Gospel. It's obvious that God spoke to him. There's only a few theologians in the Eastern Church. Simeon, the new theologian. His writings are spirit-filled. And we take these writings as the guidance of our faith and our hope for heaven. Uh, and a little paragraph that Benedict XVI put out this past week or sometime in his declining uh, towards heaven, for his journey, he said he knows he may have made some mistakes in life and done some things that you, you know that were not the best. And I'm paraphrasing this, but he said, Jesus Christ is a merciful judge and a lover of mankind. Very Eastern. And we have to depend on that. And we should read the great books of the Pacific writers and understand it's an atmosphere in which we can understand scripture. We depend on the teaching of the church and the fathers to understand scripture and not some undigested cheese we ate last night. It's important to do these things. Our journey on earth is small, short, and the way you live is the way you die, and the way you die you will be for eternity. I've said that for many, many years. That's a standard charism. The way you live is the way you die, the way you die is for eternity. So you should live for God. And be careful with all your gifts that they're in service of the Lord. Marriages fail because the couple are not both joined together in their faith in the service of the Lord. And they forget also that the obligation of a husband is to make sure his wife has a baby. It's for the church, it's God's baby. And the wife should be generous with her husband. There's only a few years, really, that you can be reproductive. And once those years come, they're gone, they're gone. 
The rest of it is an illusion that you make up for yourself to be entertained. But that's the reason for the sacred gifts of being a man or a woman. Some people love their children to a fault, and they say, well, let them make up their own mind. That's wrong. How can they do that if they don't have the proper formation? <coughs> Part of the formation should be the readings and writings of Basil the Great, Gregory Theologian, and Gregory Nazianzen, the Golden Age of the Fathers, they say. Some people object to that. I don't object to that. The teachings of the councils. Yes, there were many debates in the early church about our Lord Jesus Christ. These councils gave us the doctrine of the Trinity, especially Basil the Great. To make practical for our pre-brains, to our peer pre-brains, to understand that God is three in one essence, and Christ is a human and divine in one person. A person is a entity created by divine grace. Without divine grace, which comes from the Father, the Son, empowered by the Holy Spirit, the oldest patristic definition, without divine grace, you're really not a human being. Because you were created to be living the divine life, the life of the, in union with the Holy Trinity. So this year, been a rough year. Many of us in our small community have been sick. Uh, there's been a lot of death around us. And I had went to the deacon near his nephew, had a tragic death. Uh, here we see, you saw him here for. Uh, Easter, and he died, suddenly bled. Uh, I get calls from different people who are ill and are dying. Seems like there's an awful lot of it now. It's just that maybe I'm getting old and I just notice it because I'm on my way out too, you know. We're all on our way out. Um, and I agree. These were wonderful people. But they all died with the sacraments and they all were practicing in the church. That's a consolation. Because the church is the highway to heaven. So this year, this new year, I didn't make any new resolutions. 
think they're supposed to do. It's Pagan New Year, actually. Our New Year is in September. Our New Year starts with the Marian Feast and ends with the Marian Feast. The beginning and the end of the Akanastas. Interesting. I uh, think about a lot of things. Think about my family and all the people I've known that gone before me. And uh, I say to God, when I pray for them, that their desire was to do His will. That's what they wanted to do. But sometimes we get mixed up messages or we get involved in the wrong things like politics or things like that, which really is not important. It's still God's will. So, one family of non-viewers, their, their children are all taken up with politics when they should be taken up with the church. Waste of time. You can talk about it, but it's a waste of time. You have no control. There's two in families that control everything in the United States. You don't know who they are. Interesting. As we learned from the recent elections, the vote doesn't mean much anyway. And now they're burning it, losing it, and finding it months later. I remember when I was in the military, I'd be overseas, like in England or someplace, and I would vote early, hoping that my ballot would get to the United States in time for to be counted. Nobody tells us when our vote is counted. So we don't know. It's a parallel-filled situation. Parallel-filled. And those who have no faith or life from God are making decisions for the nation. I enjoyed England a lot. And... Uh, of course, we are based, modeled after English law, the common law and such, and two houses, upper houses, and an executive sometimes. But I admire especially the uh, monarchy. And they had their children get in trouble, like anybody else's children. They were all, we liked all that gossip, but I, I, I sort of watched the Queen for many years. But she was only, she was just a little older than I am, actually. And she's already fallen asleep in the Lord. But she dedicated herself to her people. And on one particular occasion, I remember not too long ago, when they had no fuel oil, when they went on strike, and the queen wrote a writ. A writ is a message from the the, the, the head of state. She was head of state. She uh, she ruled, but she she reigned, but she did not rule. She was a constitutional monarch. And once a week, prime minister would came and talk to her, and she could express her opinions. But they didn't like it when she wrote it down. <laughs> and then she wrote this out and said that the senior people and the children and schools and wherever they are will have fuel. 
And of course, the country implemented that. It upset the politicians. We have no control over our politicians. And they do things like legalize abortion, which is against the commandment, thou shalt not kill. In the early church, those first 300 years, which gave us the foundation of Catholicism, when it emerged, the fathers were writing, arguing, having councils. And they gave us a foundation in morality and told us who Jesus Christ was. Helped us appreciate the Trinity. Because if you don't appreciate the Trinity, you don't know how grace operates. And you don't know that Jesus Christ is the great high priest. And in every one of the sacraments, it's his touch. And that flows from that sacred body, that deified body, that is Jesus Christ, the divine energies of sanctification for us. And we become part of his body. Because the life that's in that human body of his is in us. So Paul would say, I live now, not I, but Christ lives in me. And when you do not appreciate your body, you're, you're offending Christ, who's living there with you, maybe in tears. So Jesus told us to keep the Ten Commandments because he was a good Jew, he was circumcised to be dedicated to the covenant. And we have the covenant through baptism, which he instituted. And of course, the beauty of the Eucharist, where we eat his body and his blood, and we are sanctified, made furthermore part of his body. The Beatles had that song years ago, you are what you eat. We eat Jesus Christ. He sanctifies us. The fathers taught us this. Those that deny it are not Christian. Their salvation is questionable. He didn't give us the gospel to make it an option. He gave it to us to live it. So on this New Year's Day, secular New Year's, I uh, think during this liturgy, as we pray for Rhonda and for our deceased Pope and the friends we've lost this year in various circumstances, the funerals we've gone to, I'm going to have another funeral now this month. Make two or three New Year's resolutions. First one, always to love God as best you can with your whole heart, your whole mind, and your whole soul. And then you love God by living a life of purity in mind, body, and soul. So the Holy Spirit is not embarrassed you in your heart. Don't chase him away. 
the worst thing and result of personal sin is driving the Holy Spirit away from you. We say the angels can't even be near us because we stink. So, how can I live a better Christian life being more Christ-like? Well, what did he do? He went out on the mountain and talked to the Father. He prayed. He kept the laws of his community, even being circumcised. He taught us by circumcision the first shedding of his blood, that these things were gifts from God and they were holy, and they should be respected and used according to his will or not at all. He taught us the ones he loves are the purest ones. Suffer the children to come to me. Let's keep, let them keep their innocence and guide them well as they mature so that all of us, when the fall, this body of ours falls apart, will all be a procession to the heavenly kingdom. I tell the monks, I was very selfish in founding the monastery. I wanted to be around men who would pray and say, share the same faith that I have, the Holy Catholic Apostolic Faith. And the other thing I tell them, I tell them is, you better be good because I don't want to go to heaven alone. And since I'm your abbot, your herguman, I'm taking a great risk you don't make it, and the Lord says, you didn't lead them well. So all these things I think about at the end of the year and the new year. And I want you to make those resolutions, seems the custom to do, and try to remember, as the Catechism taught you, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not in a bird or something. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity in you. And who gives that? Jesus. And why does he give it? Because of the love of the Father. You're so blessed. You're so wonderful. Because you are of the family of the Holy Trinity. And you are the family of the triune God. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.